Finance Presented by Say What Radio It is your girl, Star Washington, and you are tuned in to a brand new episode of What the Finance. So y'all, have you been stimulated yet? <laughs> okay, I know some of y'all have your minds in the gutter. I'm not talking about that kind of stimulated, although I do wish you happy feelings. But no, I'm talking about stimulus checks. Have you gotten your stimulus checks? Will you be getting your stimulus checks? Stimulus. Ooh, that was like a little bit of a tongue tie. Have you gotten your stimulus checks? And if you haven't gotten them and you filed your 2019 taxes, they're even looking at 2018. If you filed those and you did direct deposit and all of your information is current, you should have gotten stimulated, okay? So on today's episode of What the Finance, I'm going to be giving some suggestions on how you should spend your stimulus check. Now, these are just suggestions. I'm always going to tell you to do your own research, do what works best for you. I am not a financial planner. I am not a financial advisor, but I've made a lot of financial mistakes (laughs) and I'm making a lot of things right. So I'm talking to you like that cool auntie or the cool big sister that just absolutely wants the best for you and wants you to to learn from her mistakes and also learn from the things that she has done and is doing right, okay? So for me, I did get a stimulus check. I got a total of $1,200. I do not have any children. Um, So yeah, I got $1,200. And um, I actually, the day got deposited, I put half a cool $600 I invested into my business and I'm saving the other half. So that's my route. As many of you guys know, I'm a brand new business owner. Well, I've owned businesses, but now I'm 100% self-employed. I don't have any guaranteed income to fall back on. So... As many of you all know that our business owners, you have to invest in your business. Money is energy and energy multiplies by energy. Money multiplies by money. So I had to invest into some things that I need for my business. And it was difficult to do that because I'm building a business right in the midst of the coronavirus. So of course, I have those fears that everyone has, but I know that in order for my business to grow, I have to invest in it. So that's what I did as soon as I got my money. And if you're a business owner, and you're in a position to do so. Now, of course, I'm not telling you to invest in your business and you're about to get evicted or you don't have any food to eat. I mean, we have to be reasonable here and be prudent. But if you're a business owner and you're doing okay, you may not be balling yet, but you have a place to lay your head. You have food to eat. It may be, you know, ramen noodles, a couple bananas. You know, you're good. You're getting by. 
go ahead and invest in your business. Even if it's not the whole stimulus check, it doesn't even have to be half or a quarter, but something. The reason why it's important to invest in your business is because when you're looking at spending money, and you're trying to be financially free, you have to look long-term and you have to look at what's going to give you the biggest return on your investment. So if you're a boutique owner and you don't have any inventory, you cannot make any money unless you purchase inventory so you can sell your clothes. If you sell hair, you need hair to sell. If you sell things online, if you market online, you may need to pay for advertising so more people see your products. So whatever you do, whatever business that you have, you have to invest in it. No business will run without a financial investment. It's impossible. It's just not going to happen. When I was doing the credit restoration business full time, that was network marketing. The great thing about network marketing is it doesn't require a huge investment. It's just a few hundred dollars and you could potentially make with your hard work, effort and following the system thousands of dollars. But you had to be educated. We had trainings. We had seminars. And a lot of people that I worked with weren't successful because they just did not want to spend a dime on anything. It's like once they spent their little hundred dollars on getting the business started, they didn't want to spend any more money. It was like it was painful for them to spend another dime in their business. And that's impossible, y'all. Let me tell you. Okay, so I'm in the process of probably... In June, I'm going to be renting an office because I'm just more focused when I have an office to go to to make my appointments. I'm also going to be doing some hiring so I have a place that I can come in, that I can bring people in for interview. To, to interview. And I was just thinking like, oh, star, you need office equipment in the office. You're going to need a printer, a computer, an office desk, chairs, decorations to go on the wall. Now, of course, I'm not going to just buy everything at once. I'm going to start off with the basics and build as time goes by and as my business grows. But I was thinking about this and I was talking to my boyfriend earlier today and I said, you know what? Gosh, I think I took for granted a lot in corporate America, just being in corporate America for so long. Because, you know, you just show up to these jobs. They're fully furnished. They're painted nicely. They have all this excellent lighting. There's these awesome paintings on the walls, photography on the walls, vending machines, ergonomic desks and chairs and just everything you need. And you just forget that the owners of the business, even if it's a corporation, probably the board of directors, there was a budget that was set aside to furnish the office. So the business owner had to pay for us to even be there to even make money. Now, they knew it was an investment. They knew that once they hired employees, 
that they would be making residual income because they had thousands of people to do the same job and every person doing that job was making the company money. So that's how residual income was being made. But they had to invest up front. So I said all that to say, guys, if you're a business owner, invest in your business, get inventory, pay for advertising, invest in training and just growing your brand, learning more about what you do, maybe going to seminars. Even if you don't have to buy inventory, there is something that you can do to invest in your business and help your business grow, okay? So let's say you're not the entrepreneur and that's fine. Everyone is not an entrepreneur. Everyone doesn't want to be one. I always tell people, I'll never tell you that you have to be a business owner, but I always will tell you that you need multiple streams of income. Multiple streams of income is a life insurance policy for your own life because if your job gives up on you and you don't have anything else to fall back on, that's going to put you in a really, really tight situation. I've been in that situation before. I said never, ever again. So like I said, if you're not an entrepreneur, definitely use this time to basically start a second stream of income. If you buy Apple products, I always tell people, look at what you use. Look at what you use. If you buy it, somebody else is probably buying it. So back to what I was saying. If you buy Apple products, if you drink Coca-Cola, if you shop at Ashley Stewart, it's funny, I'm just kind of looking around my house (laughs) to give examples. But my point is, you can use some of your money to invest in stocks. Now, when you invest in stocks, keep in mind the same concept applies. It takes money to make money. So the more you invest and the more patient you are, the bigger your return. So I'm not telling you to make a foolish decision and go broke trying to invest in the stock market, but you have to start somewhere. I think I was reading that Warren Buffett, who's probably one of the world's best investors, invested in the stock market when he was really, really young, like in his 30s. And he's in his 80s now. And a lot of things that he invested in, he still holds. He hasn't sold a lot of that stock. So it's okay to start small and to do what you can. Maybe you want to invest $500 now and then every two weeks, you may want to do 50 bucks. The good thing is if you're one of my younger listeners, like my niece's age, if you're like in 20, time is on your side. 40 years, Laura says the same, if you live through them, are going to pass by anyway. You can start now with a nice little lump sum and then just keep adding to it. And that will allow you to create a second source of income because eventually you have stocks that you're able to sell. You can also just live on the dividends. Now, do your research. I don't know too much about that, but I follow a lot of stock professionals or financial professionals on Instagram. You may have a financial planner in your area that you want to talk to. I know there's a lot of free apps or low-cost apps like Chime, Robinhood that you can use to invest in stocks that doesn't cost you a lot of money. Some don't cost you any money at all. But do your research, guys. I mean, you don't have to be extremely wealthy to start building wealth, to start building 
building a nest egg. So if you're somebody that says, hey, I don't want to be an entrepreneur, but I do want a second source of income, definitely look into investing in stocks. A lot of things don't even have to be very popular. There's a lot of startups. There's real estate, commercial real estate portfolios where you can invest in them and they'll choose where to invest your money. So it kind of gives you an opportunity to own real estate without having to deal with the headache of being a landlord or dealing with maintenance and that sort of thing. There's just a lot that you can invest in if you want to see your money grow. So definitely investments is another option for you. Another thing I'd recommend, and I'm surprised I didn't say this first, guys, get a life insurance policy. And I know, I know when you're young, you think that you will live forever and you will likely live a very long time. But I'm learning, guys, that you pay for life insurance with your health and your age. Unlike a lot of things in life, they don't look at credit score. They don't look at your income. They don't look at your education level. These insurance companies don't care about any of that. They care about your health and your age. So you want to lock in really, really good rates while you're young, okay? Because one, as you get older, of course, the rate goes up and up and up. Two, as you get older, the likelihood of you having a medical condition that can make it very difficult to qualify can happen. Guys, I had an appointment just a couple days ago with a 32-year-old beautiful woman. She has very bad asthma, chronic asthma, three kids, and she just had a hospital stay a few months ago. So she told me herself, she said, Star, I'm always getting sick. I have a very bad immune system. I'm always in the hospital. It's related to my chronic asthma. I was at her house for a very long time. I could not find an insurance company to write her. Like I could not do it. Now, I'm sure that they're out there, but I'm a broker and I research dozens of companies and I couldn't find anything. So if you're young and healthy, or even if you're not, the best time to get life insurance was 20 years ago. The second best time was yesterday. The third best time is now. Go ahead and get it. You can pay your premium up front for the year. If you're under the age of 50 and you're healthy, it's not very much money at all. It won't make much of a dip in your stimulus check. And the good thing about whole life insurance is that you can start building cash value. So you keep paying on your whole life policy and you start now. And 20, 30 years, if you have an emergency, you can draw from it. Also, there's a lot of life insurance policies that give you living benefits. If you get cancer, if you have a stroke, if you have a heart attack, you get ALS. If you have any medical condition where you can't do one of your modes of daily living, or you have to go into a treatment center or a rehabilitation center. A lot of policies will allow you to collect some of the money to live off of or use for those services. So that's definitely something that can be an investment for your future. So guys, no matter the age, go ahead and get started on some life insurance because we don't know the day or the hour, but we know we're definitely, excuse me, not going to be here forever. So you might as well get taken care of. And especially if you have children, 
especially if you have children, because when you're gone, not only are they going to miss their mother, they're going to miss their father, but they're going to need things. You may have student loan debt. And you don't want your children to have student loan debt. So you may want to get an insurance policy while you're young and healthy that if something happens to you before your kids get grown, they have money for college. Whatever, if the choice is yours. But my recommendation is definitely go ahead and get you some life insurance for sure. Another recommendation, I know you guys know it's coming, but it is gets your credit in order. Now, there's a couple things that you can do to get your credit in order, okay? One, the very best thing you can do. Well, let me start off with the best thing you can do is, and you can do this yourself. You can pay for a professional. You can pay for a service to do it. My recommendation is to pay for a professional because if you could fix your credit yourself, you probably would have did it five years ago. If you could fix your credit yourself, you probably wouldn't be sitting around with bad credit right now in 2020. So my recommendation is take a little bit of that stimulus check, hire you a professional, and start the process of credit repair. What a credit professional will do is the biggest percentage of your credit score would be the negative items that's on your credit report. So you can get a professional, a professional credit repair company, reputable company. I'm not telling you to buy any CPNs. I'm not telling you to do anything illegal. Credit restoration is legal. It's leveraging your right under the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So you can dispute or hire a professional to dispute the negative items that are on your credit report. If you can get any of those negative items to come off during the dispute process, it may take a few months your credit score should increase depending on how long that item's been on your credit report and the impact that that item has to your credit score. So invest in your credit repair. Two, pay off debt. Pay off debt. Paying off debt's going to not only increase your credit score, but it's also going to leave you with more money in the long run. Because bad credit means that you one pay interest. Interest is wasted money. Interest is just throwing money down the drain. So if you're carrying a really large balance, if you're carrying a balance of $9,800 on a 10,000 credit limit, and you're only paying the minimum every month, you're probably not seeing your debt go down very much. Two, your credit score is probably not increasing. It could even be dropping because lenders look at that as misuse of credit. That means you're overextended. All it takes is a minor emergency for you to be in over your head. All you have to do is just miss one payment. They just feel like you're not using your credit wisely. So pay off the debt. And then also that's going to help your credit score increase. Your debt to income ratio is a really big percentage of your credit score. So when you pay off your debt, your credit score will go up. You're going to save money because you're not paying so much on interest rates. That's also going to free up money that you didn't think you have to use 
use to invest. Y'all, this money thing is multifaceted. I'm learning. I'm learning there's just so many aspects to it. And one good decision leads to another good decision. So definitely use your stimulus check. If your credit score starts with a three, I know some of you guys probably are like, I didn't even know it it starts at a three. (laughs) It can. If your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, you can definitely get a boost to your credit score. Oh, some other information I found out that prior to the coronavirus and everything causing financial havoc, you needed a 580 to be approved for most house loans, most mortgage loans. Now they've boosted that up. You need like a 620. Some are even saying 640. So if you know that in the end of this year, or next year that you're looking to purchase a home, go ahead and start working on your credit now. Go ahead and start saving your down payment now, especially if you're working. I know a lot of people are still working. And if you are still working, you got a tax return, now you're getting a stimulus check, you have extra money that you can do something with. Y'all, please don't blow it. It's okay to use a little bit for maybe something that you've been having your eye on for a while. But I would say don't splurge more than 20, more than 10% of it, y'all, because you just never know how long this thing is going to last and you never know what's going to happen in the future. My last thing I'm going to say is get an emergency fund. You should have at minimum, and I'm going to say at minimum because... Typically, if you have a $1,000 saved, that's going to cover most minor emergencies. Let's say you have um, a car accident. Well, you probably have a $1,000 deductible or less. So you know you can get your car fixed if you're at fault or the other party doesn't have insurance or if your car breaks down. Most repairs are going to be under $1,000, okay? Or if something breaks, $1,000 is pretty much going to cover a lot of life's minor emergencies. Or you know what? If you have a thousand and it costs two thousand, somebody, your mom or your dad or your man or your woman or a good friend will say, hey, she has a thousand. I'm a matcher. People will help you when you're trying to help yourself. So at minimum, save a thousand dollars in an emergency fund. Once you have that thousand dollars saved, start working on saving one month of living expenses, three months of living expenses. Ideally, you want to get yourself in a position to where you have six months of living expenses. And I know I would hear that advice all the time. I don't have that saved up. I'm definitely working toward that. But just look at what the coronavirus is doing to our economy. There's a lot of people that haven't been working for like two months now. And who knows when they're going to get back to work. And even when they get back to work, who knows when business will be as it was before. So protect yourself. Save those living expenses. Look at all of your bills for the month, every single bill that you pay for the month and multiply that by six and add everything that you know you need. You know you like to eat out, include that. Okay, if you have an Apple Music subscription, if you have a gym membership, you have a personal trainer, you like to get your eyelashes done. (laughs) Now, you don't have to save, of course, every single detail like that. But if you want to keep your same lifestyle, if something happens, factor everything in. 
add it up, multiply it by six. So at minimum, save a thousand dollars emergency fund, but you definitely want to push toward, and I'm working toward that with you guys, is six months of living expenses, okay? So guys, there's so many things you can do with this stimulus check, but I'm running out of time. You guys are probably getting a little bored with me right now. This is about the time where people kind of check out. But I'll definitely come back to you with a lot more information because some people are still getting their checks. I get a lot of questions about what to do. I know somebody reached out to me a couple weeks ago on Instagram who listens to the podcast and asked if I had a financial planner to recommend. I don't. But guys, do your research. There's so many good professionals out there, okay? Don't rely on one source, i.e. me. Do your research. I read stuff and Google stuff and read books on a lot of different subjects, not only to be able to help you guys, but to be able to help myself. So that's my recommendation. But guys, use those stimulus checks wisely. Also have a little fun. Have a little grace and self-care. Don't beat yourself up if you've already blown it. Every day is a new day. Even if you've already blown your stimulus check, another check is coming and you can make wise decisions with that one okay so thank you guys so much for tuning in as always you can find me on social media s-t-a-r-r washington on facebook um the star washington on instagram i started the twitter guys but everything i post on twitter i just post it right back to my instagram so you're not missing anything but i appreciate you guys for listening to a new episode of what the finance take care